Hello, church family. We are the Baltadano family, and we'll do a quick little intro. So, my name is Eric. I'm also Eric. Elise. Alani. Arabella. Ellie. Eliana. And today we're going to be um, reading a couple verses from the Bible that give us a glimpse into the life of Jesus, particularly going over his arrest um, when he's convicted and then when he's crucified. So we'll be reading, if you'd like to follow along, we'll be reading John 18, verse 1, all the way to chapter 19, verse 30. So we'll be starting 18, verse 1. When Jesus, when Jesus has spoken these words, and he went out with his disciples over into the brook Kidron, where there was a garden, which he and his disciples entered. And Judas, who betrayed him, also was there in the place, for Jesus often met there with his disciples. Then Judas, having received a, a detachment of troops and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, came there with lanterns, torches, and, and weapons. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things would come on, onto him, went forward and said to them, whom are you seeking? And they answered, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to them, I am he. And Judas, who betrayed him, also stood with, with them. Now, now he said to them, I am he. They drew back and fell to the ground. Then he asked them again, Who are you seeking? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I have told you that I am he. Therefore, if you seek me, let these go their way, that, that the saying might be fulfilled which he spoke. Of those whom, whom you have given me, I have lost none. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. So Jesus said to Peter, Put your sword into the sheath. Shall I not drink the cup which my father has given me? Then the detachment of troops and the captain and the officers of the Jews arrested Jesus and bound him. And they led him away to Annas first. For he was, for he was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was high priest that year. Now it was Caiaphas who advised the Jews that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. And Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. Now that disciple was known to the high priest, and went with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. But Peter stood at the door outside. Then the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to her who kept the door, and brought Peter in. Then the servant girl who kept the door said to Peter, You are not also one of this man's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. Now the servants and officers who had made a fire of coal stood there, for it was cold, and they warmed themselves. And Peter stood with them and warmed himself. Warmed himself. The high priest then asked Jesus about his disciples and his doctrine. Jesus answered him, I spoke openly to the world. I always taught in synagogues and in the temple, where the Jews always meet. 
and in secret I have said nothing. Why do you ask me? Ask those who have heard me what I said to them. Indeed, they know what I said. And when he had said these things, one of the officers who stood by struck Jesus with the palm of his hand, saying, Do you answer the high priest like that? Jesus answered him, If I have spoken evil, bear witness of the evil. But if well, why do you strike me? Then Annas sent him bound to uh, Caiaphas, the high priest. Now Simon Peter stood and warmed, him, warmed himself. Therefore they said to him, You are not also one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the servants of the high priest, a relative of him whose ear Peter cut off, said, Did I not see you in the garden with him? Peter denied then again, and immediately a rooster crowed. Then they led Jesus from Caiaphas to Praetorium, and it was early morning. But they themselves did not go into the Praetorium, lest they should be defiled, but they, but that they might eat the Passover. Pilate then went out to, unto them and said, What accusation do you bring against this man? They answered and said to him, If he were not an evildoer, we would not have delivered him up to you. Then Pilate said to them, You take him and judge him according to your law. Therefore the Jews said to him, It is not lawful for us to put anyone to death. That saying, that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which spoke, signifying by what death he would die. Then Pilate entered the praetorium again, called Jesus, and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Are you speaking for yourself about this, or did others tell you this concerning me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into this world that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Pilate said to him, What is this truth? And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no fault in him at all. But you have a custom that I should release someone to you at the Passover. Do you therefore want me to release to you the king of the Jews? Then they all cried again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. So then Pilate took Jesus and scourged him. And the soldiers twisted a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And they put on him a purple robe. Then they said, Hail, King of Jews! And they struck him with their hands. Pilate then went out again 
and said to them, Behold, I am bringing him out to you, that you may know that I find no fault in him. Then Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate said to them, Behold, the man! Therefore, when the chief priests and officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, You take him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and according to our law, he ought to die because he made himself the son of God. Therefore, when Pilate heard that saying, he was, mo was the more afraid and went again into the praetorium and said to Jesus, where, you, where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Then Pilate said to him, Are you not speaking to me? Do you not know that I have power to crucify you and the power to release you? Jesus answered, You could have no power at all against me unless it had been given you from above. Therefore, the one who delivered me to you has the greater sin. From then on, Pilate sought to release him, but the Jews cried out, saying, If you let this man go, you are not Caesar's friend. Whoever makes himself king speaks against Caesar. When Pilate therefore heard what that saying, he brought Jesus out and sat in the judgment seat in a place that is called the pavement, but in Hebrew, Gabbatha. Now it was like the preparation day of the Passover and about the sixth hour. And he said to the Jews, Behold your king. But they cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, We have no king but Caesar. Then he delivered him to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus and led him away. And he, bearing his cross, went out to a place called the place of a skull, which is also in Hebrew, Golgotha, where they crucified him and two others with him, and one on either side and Jesus in the center. Now Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross, and the writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Then many of the Jews read this title, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. Therefore the chief priest of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write, the King of the Jews, but he said, I am King of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. Then the soldiers, when they were crucified, Jesus took his garments and made four parts, to each soldier a part, and also the tunic. Now the tunic was without seam, 
woven from the top in one piece. Then said, therefore, amongst themselves, let us not tear it, but cast lots for it, whose it shall be. For the scripture might be fulfilled, which says, they divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Therefore the soldiers did these things. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother, and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus stood therefore and saw his mother, and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then, then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour the disciple took his, her to his home. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now the vessel full of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled a sponge with sour wine and put it on the hispoth and put it in his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, it gave his spirit. We pray that you are well and that you are blessed by the reading of God's word today. This is known as Good Friday. And it's hard to believe that they would call such a day good when it's remembering the horrible thing that happened on Calvary. I want to thank the Baltadano family for reading this uh, passage of scripture from John. Although it was lengthy, it encapsulates the whole story of what happened. It's a most serious and difficult thing to read and to share, but it is the truth. And it helps us understand what Christ did. It's sobering. I've been in Jerusalem. I've been to these places that are referred to here. I've stood where Peter denied the Lord. I've stood where Caiaphas' judgment seat was, where Jesus was imprisoned. I have stood where the cross of Christ was. I've been to these places, and as you go to them, as you walk through the streets of Jerusalem, as you go to these different places, it it is a sobering and awakening experience that I can't explain unless you've actually been there. I would encourage you to go if you ever get a chance. But it's remarkable the love of Christ that he had for us, that he would go and that he would take this step for us. It is, it is such a serious thing that he did. I am grateful to the Lord. I hope you are too because it provided us a way of hope and of salvation and eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that who would ever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The most well-known passage of Scripture, John 3.16. I hope you've committed it to memory too, because it can remember and and draw to us the importance of what Christ has done. So as you go through this time, and if you listen to this and to the sobering message that John shared with us in his gospel, 
It is for you. He did this for you. That is why I'm grateful that he did it for me too. Dear Lord, I thank you for going to the cross. It was a marvelous thing that you did. It was a horrible day. There was nothing beautiful about it. It was a tragic and horrible thing to see. But you endured in order that I might have life, that all who believe might have life. I thank you, Lord, for your sacrifice, the precious sacrifice, and therefore I love you and I am so grateful. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.